169, Psalm 119, verse 169. Let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. Give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. My tongue shall speak of thy word, for all thy commandments are righteousness. Let thine hand help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let thy judgments help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. We'll look at this final prayer here in Psalm 119. Lord, help us, I pray, as we conclude this psalm. Uh, Lord, that it would be an encouragement to us and help us here today, help us to learn from it. I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, <clears throat> when you think of victory, uh, I think this, this concludes Psalm 119 in a victorious way. Think of uh, the Red Sea victory. If you think about that, you think of the children of Israel who come and they are uh, trapped, so it looks like against the Red Sea and the army of Pharaoh. And there is anxiety, there is great fear that is there um, as they feel like they have nowhere to run to. And then all of a sudden, the Red Sea splits. And now they have an escape. And so they walk through the Red Sea, the Bible tells us, on dry land. They get to the other side and they turn around and guess what? Pharaoh's army is chasing after them. So then again, there's the fear and the anxiety. And then all of a sudden, the Red Sea collapses and the Pharaoh's army is completely destroyed. And then there is that victory. That, um, that moments ago, I was fearful of death to all of a sudden now, I have nothing to fear. That kind of victory. And that's kind of what we're looking here at the end of Psalm 119. We go from uncertainty and fear to a victory and a calmness that surrounds that victory as well. So we see in this final prayer really two main aspects of this final prayer. First of all, we see the prayer, Lord, hear me. Lord, hear me. He says in 169 and 170 again, Lord, my cry, uh, let my cry come near before thee, O Lord. And then he says, give me understanding according to thy word. Let my supplication or my prayer, my request, come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. He asked for understanding. Give me understanding. He knew God's word. Uh, he had a knowledge of God's word. He had a knowledge of what God had said. But he was asking clearly here for understanding. He desired to understand it. A lot of Christians today will know what God's Word says without truly comprehending what it means. Um, there are kids, and, and, and I, I'm not against teaching kids Bible verses, but as kids, if you grow up in church, you learn Bible verses, and I think many times you, you quote those Bible verses over and over and over again, but uh, the older you get, the more it actually starts to click with you. Oh, that's what that means. As you experience some things in life, the things that you've known the Bible has said your whole life, all of a sudden become, become more relevant. And the understanding of it, the knowledge of it, grows far better. Uh, at this moment, in this verse, this prayer is not a prayer for deliverance, but it's a prayer of acceptance. It's a prayer of the psalmist saying that I accept what you say, God. Um, even though I'm going through a trial, even though I'm going through a struggle, he's saying, Lord, I accept 
you. I accept your will. I accept what you want. Lord, please help me to understand it. He's not asking to be delivered from it at this moment. He will ask for deliverance in just a minute. Um, it's a difference as we see in, uh, we go back to the story of the Israelites fleeing uh, Egypt. You can look at two different kind of uh, thinking here between Moses and the people. Uh, the people knew what God did, right? They saw the plagues. They saw the Red Sea split. They saw all those things, but they continually grumbled and complained and whined their way through the desert for decades. Moses, on the other hand, understood what God was doing. So his attitude was different. Uh, Moses, now granted, Moses talked with God at the burning bush. Moses talked with God on the mountain. Uh, Moses had a, had a very close relationship with God, which God desires for you and I to have. But because Moses had a better understanding of what God was doing, Moses' attitude was different. The children of Israel knew that God was delivering them, but for whatever reason, from what we can read, it looks like the large majority of them just never really comprehended how great God was. How, what, all the, the magnitude of what God was doing from them. God sent them manna from heaven. What did they do? They complained about not having meat. It's one of those things where we sit here and God provides for us, and instead of us seeing and understanding God's provision, we say, yeah, but I want something different. Um, it's, it's, it's a thing that we still battle with right today. But as I've told you before, the better you understand God, the more willing you are to obey God. Now, by faith, we do things that we don't understand. But the more we understand, the better we obey. And here the psalmist is saying, okay, God, I'm going to obey you. We said that throughout the whole psalm. He says, now, though, he says, give me understanding. That, that need for or desire for a better understanding of what God was saying and doing in his life. He does pray for deliverance, though, as he says there in verse, uh, let's see, or 170, Let my supplications come before thee. Deliver me according to thy word. He's asking deliverance or a removal of the hindrances, things that are hindering his prayer from being answered. That's what he's looking for, a deliverance. Uh, have you ever prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and, and for whatever reason it just feels like it's not getting through? That's not the way it works, by the way. God hears. But there are hindrances to our prayer. There are things that will, sin is the main of them, that will hinder our prayers from being answered. Not from being heard, from being answered. And, uh, and so there are hindrances here. And, and here the psalmist, he's asking for deliverance. Uh, according to God's word, it is a removal of hindrances that are preventing his prayers from being answered. Remember, as we've looked through in this psalm, he's going through some sort of trial. There is some sort of something against him, someone against him. And he has been dependent on God's word throughout it. But we see here this, this desire for deliverance. And then we also see not only the prayer in these first two verses, but the promise as well. In verse number 171, it's not that he's necessarily making a deal with God, but he is actually just telling God what he is committed to do. And he says there in verse 171, My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes, and my tongue shall speak of thy word, uh, for all of thy commandments are righteousness. He says, I'm going to praise you and I'm going to be a witness for you. Uh, he doesn't say if 
if you answer my prayer, he says, but if you will uh, teach me your statutes. Uh, again, that understanding of his word. And, and uh, the commandments, he says, your commandments are all righteousness. They're right. They're, they're proper for me to obey. So I will praise you and I will be a witness for you is the promise he makes. Then we see number two, the second part of this prayer. The first part is, Lord, hear me. The second part is, Lord, help me. Look at verse 173. He says, Let thine hands help me, for I have chosen thy precepts. This is the idea of salvation, not necessarily spiritual salvation, but a being saved out of the situation that he's in. Let thine hand help me. Um, there are often times where I go to God and just say, Help. Um, there are things, emotional things, probably more so than anything. Uh, a lot of my prayers are for emotional help. And, uh, and so it's, it's a, Lord, I need to be delivered from this. I need to be saved from this. Lord, help me. Then in verse 174, he's asking for satisfaction. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. We've talked about how he desired God's word and our need to desire God's word as well. But he says here, he understands where his satisfaction comes from. His law is my delight. Um, I, I delight in the Word of God. Um, I am satisfied by. I longed for salvation. Uh, I'm satisfied by your Word. The law is my delight. In verse 175, it's for strength. Uh, we see, he says, Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee, and let, let, let thy judgments help me. Again, that help is there is the idea of, of, of a lifting up. Uh, a strength that is needed. Obviously, again, another prayer that I have prayed in, in, in many times over, especially in the last eight years, is for strength. And what I found is, is that God's Word is true when it says, uh, whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I give. I'm paraphrasing. And when I say, God, I, I'm weak and I need strength, God strengthens me. But again, it comes back to right the hindrances. Um, if God doesn't strengthen me, why? Why doesn't He strengthen me? Uh, in my life, maybe it's not the same for you. In my life, it's because there has been something in my life that was hindering it. And when I got that taken care of, then the strength came. Uh, we see, lastly, in verse 176, He's asking for uh, um, God to find Him. Um, he says, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. He says, Seek thy servant, for I do not forget thy commandments. Have you ever felt lonely or vulnerable when it comes to, to your relationship with God? Uh, I think back to 2014. And we were getting ready to start the church. We were maybe, I don't know, maybe a month out. And um, I was working. We were trying to find a place for the church to meet. Um, we were trying to get the plans together for the canvassing and getting out the word about the church. And uh, there was a lot of details that needed to be worked out. And I just remember uh, a night, um, we were staying with another family at the time, and uh, and I just remember things didn't go well. <laughs> it was a rough day. And I remember going into a, uh, a room in the house and closing the door and just crying. 
And I was just sitting there, man. I just said, God, what? seriously? <laughs> we haven't even started yet. Um, I just felt alone. And it was kind of that moment where I was sitting there thinking, you know, should we even do this? What are we doing here? We don't have a place to live. We don't have a place to meet. We don't have anybody to meet with. Uh, we don't have any chairs for anybody to sit in. We don't have um, anything. And it was just one of those days, and I just felt alone. And I just remember just praying to God about it, pouring my heart out to Him, and, and asking for all of these things, salvation, Lord, save me uh, for this mess that I'm in. Uh, Lord, give me some satisfaction, fulfillment. Lord, give me strength because I need so desperately strength. Uh, and again, throughout the process of this church, there have been uh, many a days where I say, God, I don't got it. I, I need strength. And, but then here he sits here and he's, he's asking, he said, I have gone astray. He's admitting to something, what, we don't know, but he says, I've gone astray, and he's like a lost sheep, and he says, seek thy servant. Um, it is almost that idea of falling down a cliff, landing on that small rock, where if you missed it, you're going to go down another thousand feet. Looking up, there's no way you can climb to the top. There's no way you can climb to the bottom, and you're stranded, and you need someone to come find you. And he's sitting there and he's saying, God, I've gone astray. I need you to seek me. I need you to come looking for me. The illustration that we're given in the Bible of the sheep, the one that goes astray, the 99 that are still there. And Christ left the 99, the shepherd left the 99 and went and got the one. That's what he's asking for. He says, I'm the one. I need you to come find me. And the wonderful thing is, he says at the end of the, the verse, he says, I do not forget thy commandments. And he said that many times in, in a couple of different ways throughout the psalm, but the, the reminder of God's word, and as he says there in verse number 174, thy law is my delight. It's right back to that. God, I haven't forgotten what you said. I'm going to do what you said. I've gone astray. I'm going to do right. Come and find me. There's going to be a time, if there hasn't been already, I assume there has, but there's going to come a time in everyone's life where there's going to be a moment of loneliness. And I'll tell you what the psalmist tells us and what God recorded for us here in the Scriptures is a call to God changes everything. A remembrance of what God said and a call to Him changes everything. As for when you're sitting there alone whether it's because you've wandered off or for some other reason you feel lonely and vulnerable, you can look to God and you can call unto Him and thankfully He'll hear you and He'll come and He'll take care of you. Give me understanding. It's a good prayer to ask. Uh, sometimes as Christians we're trying to play the game of religion, uh, which God actually preaches against, but we try to play the game of religion so we try to say the verse, or do the action with no understanding of the purpose behind it. And the psalmist says, give me understanding. Uh, he asks for deliverance, and he asks for help. Lord, save me out of my, my, my issue. Lord, fulfill me, satisfy me. Lord, give me the strength that I need, and Lord, come and get me. <laughs> come and get me. 
Um, if you haven't prayed that prayer yet, there's probably going to come a day where, where it'll be a prayer you need to pray. And if you do, God will. Uh, he will come and get you in a good way. That sounds, when I said it that way, it sounded kind of bad, didn't it? He's he going to come get you. Um, he will. He'll come find you, and he will save you. He'll protect you and uh, put you back where you need to be. And that's a wonderful thing. Wonderful thing. I've enjoyed going through this psalm, and uh, not sure where we'll go next week, uh, but uh, looking forward to what's ahead for us as well. Uh, a couple of things to remind you of. Wednesday night, uh, we'll continue through our psalm. We're in Psalm 105, I think, this week. Uh, so looking forward to that one. And uh, we'll have cookies and milk Wednesday night. Uh, I was going to call it Santa Wednesday, but um, I figured that might offend somebody, so I won't call it that. Um, Cookies and milk on, on Wednesday. And then uh, tomorrow is the funeral service for Sherry. Uh, be uh, 10 o'clock visitation, 11 o'clock service uh, there in Winchester. And uh, if you can come, we'd love to have you out for that as well. Uh, several of you have asked about how you can help uh, with anything. Just talk with Katie about that. Um, she's been talking, talking uh, with Michaela. Uh, so uh, you can talk to her about that as well. Um, Jason's birthday is on Tuesday. There's an anniversary not in the bulletin. Jeremiah's anniversary is on the 10th as well, so we'll try to remember that next week uh, as well. Um, if you need anything, please let us know. If you haven't turned in your faith promise commitment and you'd like to do so today, just drop it in the offering plate here right afterwards, um, and then you can do it again next week as well uh, from there. Let's close in prayer, and uh, I'm really sorry for being short in both services today. Next week, I'll go along just to make up for it. Uh, last week, I went really long, so, so there you go. I made up for it. Uh, let's pray and ask for the Lord's help this week. Lord, thank you for the rain that you gave us today and the refreshment that comes with it. Uh, Lord, we pray for all those who are dealing with flooding, um, loss, loss of life, loss of um, material goods, uh, houses. Uh, Lord, there's so much just tragedy that's gone on this week, and especially in eastern Kentucky. So, Lord, we pray for your comfort, your help, and your provision uh, there. Lord, we thank you for your word and what it teaches us and how it encourages us. And I pray that we would draw closer to it, pay better attention to it. Lord, give us understanding. Um, Lord, help us to, to lean on you. We sang the song, Leaning on the Everlasting Arms. Lord, may we lean on you more. Uh, may we trust in you with all our heart. Lord, help us this week. Uh, help us to accomplish your will. Keep us safe. Provide for the needs that we have. Uh, give health where it's needed to those that are sick. Um, and Lord, we look forward to being back together. Thank you for this church. And Lord, we ask for your continued blessings uh, with it. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.